Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Vivek Ramaswamy, what an honor it is to have you here today. And I'm th- I really am. I-, I mean this. I'm grateful as a Philadelphia resident, as a Philadelphia mom, that you've gone to Kensington um, to-, to really expose what's happening here. Well, look, I think that part of it's exposing it. Part of it's just seeing it firsthand myself. I'm running to lead a nation, not a political party. And part of putting America first means putting all Americans first. And it is sad to see that many people are goaded into doing the kinds of things they're doing here because the government is effectively paying them to do it. I asked one of the volunteers here just walking the streets. I mean, you see people shooting up. Asked him what's the number one problem here. He said handing out free syringes mm-hmm. and crack pipes. And this is, I think, the the real problem is that, yes, we have a real country economically. This used to be a prosperous industrial town not that long ago, five, six decades ago. And there's a longer term solution here. But in the short run, we have to stop doing the things that automatically really throw kerosene on the fire we've already lit. And that's what's happening with the current government. So I'm at once deeply disturbed by what we saw this morning, but in a weird way also hopeful that at least to stem some of the bleeding, it's not going to be nearly as hard as we make it out to be. Some of these are solvable problems, and that's part of why I'm running. Yeah, and and that's a piece of it. I mean, you know, our local district attorney, Larry Krasner, came out yesterday on Juneteenth, talked about really blames all of this not his failed policies, but blames all of this. Kensington, the crime, well, it's systemic racism. And that's the real problem, he says. What do you say to somebody like that who's district attorney of, of Philadelphia and and under Krasner, we've had these historic, I mean, just tragic numbers. You're seeing a piece of it right there uh, while visiting Kensington. It's a classic move. We see it in corporate America. We see it in our schools. We see it in law enforcement now in the form of these prosecutors and others who are pointing to systemic racism instead of the failures of our actual communities and the people we put in charge of running them. Blow woke smoke to deflect accountability for your own failures. You can utter the word systemic racism. What does that even mean? I saw the people I saw today were struggling black, white. It doesn't matter. These are Americans who have been left behind regardless of their skin color, including, by the way, many black Americans. But by reducing this to some sort of issue dating back 160 years ago is a myth because 
60 years ago, this very community was a different place than it is today. That has more to do with the hollowing out of America's industrial base and the policies at our southern border than it does to do with America's legacy, as they will say, of slavery. And so I think it's a deflection tactic designed to deflect accountability from those who would rather not bear responsibility as leaders. And that's not leadership. That's not courage. That is cowardice. And part of what I will do is not only call that out unsparingly, but even more importantly, offer a better affirmative alternative vision for how we actually lead this country forward. So for those of you just joining us, I'm interviewing biotech mogul turned POTUS candidate 2024, Vivek Ramaswamy. You know, I, I think of you when your name first, when you first announced and people said, oh, he's a guy in his you know, mid to late 30s and uh, he's not going to get any traction. You've gained a lot of traction. And I don't know if you have a shot at this or not. And I hear people say he doesn't have a shot, but you're making waves because of the way you speak so candidly. You're authentic. You're not switching up positions. Why are you doing this? I mean, what? After watching what happened to Donald J. Trump, who was the first real self-made businessman, why would you get into this race knowing you're going to get hammered by the biased media, so-called mainstream media? So listen, I, uh, I'm called by a sense of purpose where this country has given me a lot. My family has lived the full arc of the American dream. My parents came here with not a lot of money 40 years ago. I went on to found multi-billion dollar companies. To me, the way I was taught to make my contributions to this country was through capitalism in the first instance. Make things that other people need. You can make money doing it. That's the American dream, and I have lived that dream. But to be honest, there's now the part of me that badly wants to make sure that we preserve that dream for the next generation. And so I'm done with the phase of my life that's about accumulating greater wealth, and more upside for myself. There's no shame in doing that. That's part of what it means to be an American, is that individualist dream we all have. But part of what it means to be an American means that we have civic duties, too. And so to me, I look myself in the mirror. My wife and I both did last year. We each lived our version of the American dream. And we asked ourselves, how are we going to do our part to create the country that allowed us to live the life we have And as I look in the mirror, I'm 37 years old. I'm the first millennial now ever to run for U.S. president (laughs) as a Republican. We have to revive that sense of national pride and purpose and meaning in the next generation of Americans where it's lacking. And so I feel a sense of responsibility to do that. I, I probably have a deeper understanding than anyone who has run for U.S. president in the last 30 years of how on legal grounds to actually shut down the administrative state that is the cause of so many of our problems. And so armed with that knowledge, the education and the, the blessings I've been given by this country, this is my way of, of doing my part to pass that on to the next generation. So how do you react to the latest news, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, as far as, first of all, this morning we're learning that Hunter Biden, this is a local story technically because it's a, a Delaware case, that um, President Biden's son, Hunter, has now apparently cut some kind of a misdemeanor deal on his tax dealings and not paying taxes on uh, the foreign entities and the income from those business deals. And response to the Hunter Biden breaking news, as well as 
I think just today or within the past 12, 24 hours, we have news of some Trump rulings as far as Trump's court dates. And then as well, Trump's not allowed to talk about these these um, facts, these charges against him without his his attorney looking at the discovery process. So what's your reaction to those two different breaking news stories? Well, I was walking the streets of Kensington this morning when the Hunter Biden story broke. And so I've only read the headlines and I'm a big believer in the details. But I'll give you my first reaction. My first reaction is I strongly suspect that this probably signals that the other charges that he could have suffered were far worse, so much so that they created a lightning rod on some sort of process crime of tax evasion to avoid the real scrutiny for bribery by foreign officials working not only with Hunter Biden, but likely in ways that may even point back to Joe Biden himself. The fact that he is pleading now on these minor charges to me is actually a probably bigger smoke signal for how bad the real underlying crimes are. And so same thing I said earlier, in a certain way, it's a different context where they blow woke smoke about systemic racism to deflect their accountability as leaders of a city. Don't believe this smoke signal either, because this may be a way of serving as a lightning rod, like feigned retreat, a feint in warfare, directing people in one direction to a minor misdemeanor tax evasion charge, when in fact the real target is potentially, if the the early allegations and, and evidence is to be believed, colluding with foreign actors to be able to actually get back hundreds of billions of dollars in aid if you're Ukraine. Why not pay $5 million if you're Burisma, a state-affiliated owned company, to Hunter Biden with Joe Biden as the vice president? So that's where I think the focus needs to be. This ought not be a reflection from that truth. Yeah, I think your instincts are terrific. I mean, this this was breaking this morning, and as I was thinking about Paul Manafort, for example, and I and I don't, you know, I'm not condoning anybody not paying their taxes, obviously. But what I'm looking as at is different treatment of different individuals. Manafort, of course, I think he spent about two years in a prison right here in Pennsylvania during COVID. They let him out. I think he might still, or maybe just off of that home confinement with a with an ankle bracelet. But he was accused of much of the things that were alleged against Hunter Biden, as far as a not not paying taxes, but it 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 really was focused on the fact that th- this was income earned with those foreign entities. I believe with Manafort, it was consultation that he did before he ever worked for Trump, but it was co- consulting with, ironically, Ukraine. And so, you know, he went he was sentenced up to I think four years just on that. So I'll just put I mean, that we have out two there. Standards of justice in this country, no doubt about it. One for Antifa one for peaceful protesters of a different persuasion, one for Trump, one for Biden, one for Julian Assange, who sits in a foreign exile, and one for Chelsea Manning for being trans, who had her sentence commuted by President Obama for leaking the files that, that Julian Assange printed. And so one of the things that I will do as U.S. president is to make sure that we have one standard of justice for all Americans, true equal protection under the law, Part of that involves draining and shutting down the administrative state as we know it. I know how to get that done on statutory grounds. It will take an outsider with an understanding of the Constitution. That's what I'm bringing to the table. And I just want to say thank you for having me. We're actually pulling up to our next stop here in Philly. But, um, you know, I love your show. And uh, Kathy speaks highly of you as well. And uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to chat even more.
Yes, this evening I'll see you at the Union League of Philadelphia, and I know you'll be back for the Moms for Liberty and Kathy Barnett, my friend. I, I know we'll be breaking some news on that front as well. Vivek Ramaswamy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.